Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we have come for no other reason than to rejoice and to be glad in it. Come on, right in your living rooms, right on your job, right in your driveway, wherever you may be. Would you just give God a praise where you are for the power of our God that has blessed us and kept us and brought us safely this far. Amen. We greet you with Jesus' joy. Certainly, we are excited about another Sunday that the Lord has blessed us and allowed us to share together one with another i love this season believe it or not because i have found about the transcending power of god that will leave where i am and meet you where you are and so we give god glory today for his power in our lives would you help me honor god for the set angel of this great house none other than my friend my brother my favorite young preacher pastor reginald wayne sharp jr come on all across the world y'all help me bless god for pastor sharp and for his lovely lady who holds him together, would you help me thank God for my sister, Brianna Sharp. Come on, y'all, put your hands together. Hallelujah for the power of God. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you, my brothers and my sisters, who are tuned in on this Sunday morning. I look forward to the opportunity to share the word with you. So would you do me a favor? Just grab your Bibles. Amen. As we pursue this, amen, sermonic moment and go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'll be reading verses 1 through 9, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 1 through 9. Amen. And I would that you would just go with me. Amen. If you're on your smart device this morning, if you're on your old school flip Bible, whatever you have, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through 9. It reads on this liking, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go into visions and revelations from the Lord. The New International Version says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows was caught up to a paradise and heard inexpressible things that no one is permitted to tell. Verse 5 says, I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weakness even if I should choose to boast I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I say or what I do or because of these surpassingly great revelations therefore in order to keep me from becoming conceited I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger of Satan sent to torment me King James 
said, sent to buffet me, lest I become exalted above measure. NIV in verse 8 says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may reside in me. Would you bow your heads for a word of prayer? Gracious God, our eternal Father, it is once more and again that we, your humble servants, come before your holy and your righteous name. And God, this morning, before we ask you for anything, we want to take the time to tell you thank you for everything. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. And Father, now we thank you for your mercy. Now I pray that you would, in fact, and indeed hide me behind the shadows of your cross that the people may only hear, see, and know you in me. Pray now that you help me preach to the end that sinners are saved, lives are changed, and the body of Christ is edified. And now, God, we ask for two things, a word that is precise and right. In Jesus' name, let the people of God shout amen, amen, and amen. Come on, on your way to your seats and right in your living room, won't you tag somebody you watching service with this morning and tell them, neighbor, it's the God in me. It's the God in me. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, as I pause and give consideration uh, to the season that we have been in, I am convinced that in spite of all that we have witnessed and experienced in our lives, both globally and personally, that we are gathered here today still with a little piece of our right frame of mind, pursuing the call and the purpose that has been set before us and that has only been allowed through the power of God that is at work within us. Because when I look back over the last year and a half of my life, I can truly say that I had to remain intact and it was only through and by the power of God. Because when jobs were being lost and people were being lost and lives were in jeopardy, when homes were in jeopardy, when the governments and scientists didn't know what to do, when the world was in a disarray, I didn't feel that I had the power of myself to stay on my feet or even in my right mind. But I recognize that the testimony of my survival today is that it was the God inside of me. When my my world was crashing down because maybe you aren't the individual who was so moved by the global pandemic but rather the pandemic of your personal predicament when your life was on a crash course far before COVID-19 so that moment when you lost a loved one unexpectedly that moment when the school you were trying to get in denied your financial aid that moment when the doctor gave you a bad report and your whole world came crashing down. The only reason you are yet alive to tell the story today is because of the power of God that is at work within you. Power, a word that is synonymous with things like authority and supremacy and control. Power to carry weight, 
clout or strength. My testimony today is that I'm only here because of the power of God that is in me. And I know that it is not traditional of us to give God glory this early in a sermon, but I just wonder if there's somebody who can tell God thank you for the power that is at work within us because that's the only reason I'm still standing. That's really why I didn't quit. That's why I didn't fumble in the fourth quarter. That's why I hadn't given up. That's why I'm standing here today, not on my own strength or my own might, but because there is a power that is bigger than me that is at work within me. Yeah, and I believe this morning that that's somebody's testimony that you are only here in your right frame of mind because of the power of God that is in you. And can I tell you that as I consider the power of God, that is very profound in nature because when you stop and consider essentially what we are saying is that there is no us without him and essentially y'all that is a statement of exaltation to the fact that you can be nothing apart from God and Paul is a writer who understands this concept but not only does he understand the concept of being connected to God and empowered through God but Paul is a writer who understands the depths of God's power for after all it was Paul who upon sitting under the best of the best having learned Greek, Hebrew and Aramaic having sat under the rabbinical teachings of some of the greatest minds of his times Pastor Sharp he writes to the leaders in Athens and says to them that it is yet in him that I live, move and have my very being. Paul understands that we are nothing apart from God. Paul understands the power of God. After all it was Paul who declared in praying for more for the people of the church at Ephesus and now unto him who was able to do exceeding and abundantly above everything that we can ever act, think or imagine according to the power that is at work within us meaning Paul understands that our power is not of our own but it is the God who is at work within us all in all y'all Paul understands the depth of God's power and here now we are brought to another point in his apostolic literature that reveals and reflects both the power and purity of God for it is at this stage where it begins to unfold in the context of this text today where Paul again is writing to the church at Corinth about a vision and a thorn. Paul opens up the stage of this experience and he has now had with God and theologians would suggest that perhaps this honor of being caught up into the third heavens may have taken place during his three days without sight during his conversion experience at Damascus. He now refers to this experience with honor and great mystery. He describes this as being known a man who was caught up into the third heavens. This is an experience that is so great. It is so magnanimous that he can't even publish what happened there. In this writing, he refers to himself in third 
person. Understand that his reference to himself in third person is a sign of his humility regarding the experience. We can then infer that what Paul is describing is something he feels happened to him but was not particularly for him. Follow this now. Paul is a man whom he speaks of in verse four, 1 through 4 of this chapter but he refers to himself in this story in third person. He says, I know a man who was caught up in the highest heavens and experience that is inexpressible in nature. It is of the highest honor to be caught up into an inexpressible paradise and not be able to verbalize what took place there. But the reference of himself in third person would tell us that what happened to him, it happened to him, but not for him, but rather for the glory of God, indicating to us that often the experiences that we have in our lives, be it negative or positive, can happen to us and yet not be for us. Paul teaches us that it is an honor to be caught up in any type of God experience, whether God has allowed us to enter into the height of glory or into the valley of the shadow of death. When it is a God experience, it can be happening to you and yet not before you. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that perhaps the experience that you're in right now is happening to you, but it's really not about you. Paul is essentially talking about being used by God. But what we must understand is that it is not limited to a certain type of experience in God because I know that it's easy to be able to declare that everything we have felt in God was so wonderful and it was all sunshine. We don't like the experiences that are full of rain and gloom but there is something that Paul is teaching us about the honor of being in the hand of God. No matter if I've been invited into the unsearchable mysteries of God's glory or if I find myself encountering the trying of my faith that work of patience every experience is a God experience I wish I had somebody who would just shout at me and declare every experience is a God experience and I believe that Paul knew this and that's why he pinned this message to the Philippian church that I have learned to be content in whatever state I find myself because Paul is a man who understands that to be with God and to be used by God to be kept in God is an honor in and of itself and because Paul holds every experience as a God experience it's an honor because Paul knows that he is a man of God who is being used by God Paul then says in this text I will boast about what God has done in me but I will not boast about me because at the end of the day it is not about what I have experienced but whether what God is capable of doing in me he says I will boast about a man like that because I recognize that it's not about me but rather about God's glory and I just wonder if I have anybody who can look around at your personal experiences right now and declare like Paul this is not about me but this is about God's glory whether he's given you access to boardrooms or whether you find yourself in the 
struggle of the everyday life. I wonder if there's somebody who can just declare this is about God's glory. Whether he's given you multi-million dollar contracts or you find yourself struggling to create a book of business. I wonder if there's anybody that can declare that it's not about me but rather it's about God's glory and I see God's glory in everything. I, I've learned to see God's glory everywhere. It's not just in the way that he's blessed me but sharp is also in the way that he's kept me. I, I see God's glory in not just being accepted but also being rejected because it is God's glory that has orchestrated my path in both his yes and his no. I see God's glory and not just being well but also when I'm down. That's why I've learned that in everything. Hallelujah. You ought to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Y'all be seated for a moment. I'm preaching too early. Essentially all I am saying is that because God's glory is ever keeping, ever leading, ever guiding, ever growing, ever moving, we have a reason to boast about the glory. But y'all the central, the central and rooting focus is remembering that the power we have is not in us but it is of God now let's talk about the power of God the power of God is the very ability of God to not just know but to also execute in our lives meaning the power of God flows in both his ability to see and know all but to also do and control all meaning when we see us when we consider ourselves when we see both our accomplishments and our management it is God's power when we see ourselves superseding and yet sustaining it is God's power it is God's ability to not just bring us to a point of purpose in our lives but it is his ability to know the exact path that we must take to get there it is in his knowledge and his ability to not just produce what we need but to push us to a place where he has designed for us it is in God's power that what should have killed us and dropped us us crazy and wiped us out and make us lose our mind can end up working for us it is in God's power where he knows what you can handle it is in God's power that you can be tried in the fire and come out as pure gold it is only in God's power that you can be hard pressed on every side yet still not be crushed where you can be persecuted and still not forsaken you can be cast down and not destroyed it is only in the power of of God. Paul says I should not boast about myself. He, he says I've seen the inside of jail cells yet I was invited into the third heavens. I was once a persecutor of the church yet I am the one who he called into this. Yes I should boast but I will not boast about myself. He says but if I did I would be telling the truth but I dare not because I I don't want anybody to think more of me than I ought to. You see me standing and surviving, but please don't ever get it twisted. It's not me. It's the power of God that's in me. You see me operating in God's glory, but don't you ever get it twisted. It's not me, but the power of God that is at work in me. And y'all, what I understand now is that this 
is the thematic nature of Paul's writing and his ministry. It is solely built around expressing the power of God that is in him. So Paul continues his writing shop. He says that in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. He says it was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me lest I become exalted above measure. Paul says God keeps me humble by giving me a thorn. God and his power knows not just what I need to do his will, but he knows what it takes to keep me there. God knows me so well that he would grace me with a thorn that would not allow me to get to a place where my anointing has carried me but my character can't keep me God is so powerful that he knows what I need to manage the weight of what he's given me Paul says I asked the Lord three times to take it away he says I don't want to bear the burden of this humbling experience not because I'm so lofty in him but really if you knew what I was dealing with it would be an embarrassment to his glory see this stone is weighty it's, it's heavy it's major and quiet is kept if you knew anything about the magnitude of this stone you wouldn't invite me anywhere if you knew the weight of what I carried in my flesh you would wonder why God uses me if you knew the propensity of my ability to give in to what's embedded in me you would wonder how I carry the name of God but this is the power of God God answers back to Paul and he says my grace hallelujah is sufficient for thee meaning what you are carrying in your flesh is not greater than the grace I carry for your future I'm going to say it again in case somebody missed it on the live stream what you are carrying in your flesh is not greater than the grace that God carries for your future and I wonder if I have somebody who's right in your living room this morning that would just slap out with somebody who's next to you and tell them neighbor I got a whole lot of reasons to praise God but right here and now I just want to praise him for the grace of my future because had it been up to me I would have given into this song a long time ago had it been up to me somebody would have written me off a long time ago but thanks be unto God who causes us to triumph I wonder if there's somebody that can take 30 seconds to tell God thank you for the grace I know you feel weak I know you feel like you're not enough I know you feel like it's too big for you but God says my grace is meeting you in your grief oh I wish you would wave at somebody down your row and tell them neighbor today the reason why I'm shouting is because I got grief for all of my grief I got grace for my heartache I got grace for my hang up I got grace for my addiction I got grace for my bad habits I got grace for my proclivities is there somebody who can throw your head back and tell God thank you thank you for the grace oh for grace thank you for the grace the grace that met when I messed up the grace that kept me when I wanted to give up the grace that held me together when I exposed my hand thank you for thank you for 
is that you must understand that grace is necessary to meet you when you grieve. Y'all be seated. I'm getting out of here. But can I tell you what I love? Your God answers Paul back. He says, my grace is sufficient for thee. Meaning you are covered by the grace that God has given you. Paul says, I asked the Lord to take it away. But not only did God tell me that I got grace for my grief, but then God took it a step further and he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Yo, King James records it as my strength being made perfect, but the New International Version says my power is made perfect. The Passion Translation says that my power finds its full expression in your weakness, meaning Paul is essentially saying that you haven't really experienced the power of God until you've been in a low place. That ought to have a blessed about 10 of y'all because some of y'all felt like you was at rock bottom right now. But God says you're about to experience the full extent of my power. You don't even know what I'm capable of doing until you reach rock bottom. I wish you would wave at somebody and tell them neighbor your mess is a good place for God to show up and perform a miracle. I know you feel like you're not great enough but God says my power reaches its full extent in your weakness. So the question that somebody may have come here with this morning is how is God's power enough? But I'm glad you asked because when I read the scripture understanding the extent of the word power I recognize that there are some characteristics about the power of God that would reaffirm to every believer how God's power is enough in case you felt like your hang up was too big for the power of God in case you felt like your situation was too big for the power of God would you wave at somebody and tell them neighbor tell them the preacher came to give you good news that God's power is more than enough I know it ain't that profound I know it really ain't that deep but when I really think about it I have no choice but to tell them thank you because his power is enough well preacher how do you know that God's power is enough because when I looked at the definition of the word power I recognize that power is essentially limitless the power that is in God's hand it has no depth or no length God's power is something that will never run out see things run out and people run out stuff runs out and money runs out but the good news today about the power of God is that it will never it will never run out on you it's important to note that when you look at the word power power means the place of supply and can I tell you what Paul is saying he's saying God's supply reaches its full extent when you're in your weakness I heard somebody tell me that he is Jehovah 
Would you whisper at somebody and tell them, neighbor, God's power carries persuasion. Understand, y'all, that power is defined as one's ability to be able to persuade or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. And so Paul is saying that God's persuasion, God's influence is expressed in my weakness and if this be true you're telling me that when I'm down on my luck the opinion of God will override my issue but what is the opinion of God the opinion of God is the finest the cabal it is the doctor it is the Shekinah in other words the the glory of God is persuading my situation that's why all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord because God and all of his glory are causing things and causing people and causing stuff to move on my behalf Paul is reminding us that persuasion of God's glory is made perfect in my weakness but not only is God's power not only is it limitless not only is God's power not only is it persuasive but I got good news do you mind right now fellowship Chicago if I close my sermon wave at somebody and tell them Yeah! 
telling the church today telling the church that as you go forward in him as we walk into this season of divine restoration as we move forward in God forgetting those things that which behind us pressing towards the call that is before us as we go in God the enemy the enemy the enemy has tried to convince us that we were going to quit we were going to lose it we weren't going to make it but today come to tell you that when you get back 
Fellowship Chicago, when you walk back through these doors, when you go onto your job, when you walk back in your home, you ought to turn your praise up just a little bit louder. Because it's not on your own strength, but it's because of the power of God in you. Father, in Jesus' name. Woo! Lord, I thank you today for your power that is at work. Not just in me, but around me. God, I thank you for the kind of power that creates a well that I can draw from when I am empty. I thank you for the kind of power that will cause things and people and opportunities to line up around me to work for me. I thank you for the kind of power that speaks in my situation and declares that even the winds and the waves got to obey your voice. Thank you for being the God of power. Thank you for being a God who is not just around me, but one that is in me. Thank you for being the kind of God who has tethered our strength (laughs) so that when I don't have one, I can pull from you. Ah, God, there's somebody who came this morning who was weak and worn. But today, Father, remind them of the tethering power of God. The God who exchanges our beauty for ashes. The God who will take our burden and turn it into a blessing. The God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above everything we could have asked, think, or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us. Now, Father, I thank you because the person who came in looking for strength found it today. Because somewhere between the asking and the amen, there is an answer. So now, God, we lift our hands and we praise you for answered prayers in Jesus' name. If you know that God has already answered your prayer, would you put a praise in your house? Would you put a praise in this house that gives God the glory for answering your prayers? Come on, lift your voice. Open your mouth and give a praise. we thank you for your word anybody know about that power anybody know about that power she was talking about you may be out there and you may not have been able to experience that power because in order to gain that power you have to have access and access is made through Jesus Christ. We want to offer Jesus to you. We want to offer Jesus to you. If you look on the screen, there's a number there you can call. There's an email you can write to. And we want to connect you with Jesus so that you might have access to that power. The praise team is going to come now and worship. And you can have access to that power. That's good to know. 
Because when times get tough, you're going to need that power. When the way gets hard, you're going to need that power. And after you have access to that power, you can then call him a way maker. You can call him a miracle worker. You can call him a promise keeper. Help us praise team. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, help me say way You know they sing with us. opportunity to give seven ways to give are on the screen sow into this word I promise you if you sow into this word you're gonna see some life changing alterations in the days to come you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you we want to thank you so much for tuning in this morning may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should and may your whole life prove that God is good. I pray your entire life proves that God is good. Peace, peace. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. Way maker. Way maker. Way maker. Way maker.
Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.